that's why I actually started going to acting school in the first place. Not just because I wanted to learn how to act, but I wanted to meet actors who actually wanted to do shit. Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Hello, everybody. I'm Brian Lally, Hollywood native, and you're about to watch the show, Brian Lally, Hollywood native. I've been told in my life that I have the personality of a game show host. Nothing on this episode will belie that. I'm sitting here, as always, with my friend and partner in crime, Scott William. How are you, Scott? I'm doing fair to Midland. Scott, who do we have on the podcast today? Today, Brian, we have a great guest, Zach Meister. Zach Meister is one of my former students. When Zach was 19 years old, his first introduction to the Meisner technique was he tried to hang himself as an independent activity. And much to the class's chagrin, it was not successful. Though my son Kyle, he tried to help him achieve his goal. But now Zach is a rapper, he's a writer, he's an actor. He's a filmmaker, a podcast host himself, the Meister Menagerie. Listen to some of the stories he's got because he's been around the block for a young man. So I'm real happy to have him on. Is it Peanut? Is that the thing? What is the thing that you, you video chat on? Peanut. You, peanut. What, what the what fuck? Yeah. What is it you had me get on? Um, so we FaceTime. FaceTime? Oh, yeah, FaceTime. Yeah. Why would you call it no, Peanut? No. Oh, we did that on Signal. Signal. Oh, Peanut. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. He's always yeah. calling me, and he says, can I see your uh, Peanut? That's mm. your uh, so, homosexual so dating app. Yeah. Oh, okay. There was a big <laughs> lesbian bar for years on Santa Monica Boulevard called Peanuts. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Nice. And a hush came over the pool room. <laughs> <laughs> As right. Jimmy came walking in off the street, mm. when the cutting was done, the only part that wasn't bloody was the sole of the big man's feet. Mm. You don't mess around with Slim. Boop, booty, doo, doo, doo. I don't know that song. That's uh, Big Jim Awanka, Jim Croce, Big Jim. Okay, yeah, I don't know him. What? I don't know him. Yeah. So what are you working on now? You're catching up on your music? Catching up on my music. Just put out today a uh, third episode of my podcast. And Why are you going to talk about your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we always talk about other yeah. people's other people's. Well, cool. so yeah, so. I dropped the third episode of my podcast, The Meister Menagerie. All right. The music video that I acted in the other week for my homie Loki. Is that the one I was supposed to be in? Yeah, but you are a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Made me look like a dick. Yeah. I told him I was like, yeah, Brian's in it, and then they yeah. told me the day was wrong, right. and, then, and then I was like, can he come tomorrow? And you're yeah. like, no, I, I got a sure. podcast. Yeah. So uh, they dropped that music video today that I acted in. I got to be an alien hunter, and I seized out and died because the music was too lit. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Well, I yeah, think anything that you're involved with, yeah. the music would be too lit. Yeah, that's a Neon Sermon video. Got to shout them out. Godzilla. Godzilla. Is the name of the song. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking of Gigantor. Who did that? The uh, No, who did that? The Adolescents? Who did Gigantor in the in early 80s? I don't know. Uh, Gigantor. Oh, what the like the show? The... Well, yeah, but they did the theme song. Who was it? Who did? Uh... We're about to get it up. Uh oh, <laughs> that would be news for me. <laughs> Getting up the Gigantor. Gigantor. Who's the punk rock band that did that? Gigi Allen. Was it the Adolescents? Who was it? 
Looking for the Gigantor theme song. I'm, I'm probably wrong about this like I was about Peanut. So. <laughs> peanut. <laughs> peanut. Not what you're talking close. about. Huh? I don't know what you're talking. Gigantor theme song? No, yeah. Gigantor, uh, Gigantor punk rock uh, cover. How's All that? Right, let's try that. Gigantor. We've got to do everything. We have to do something. So what? That's the adolescent. So I just oh. had to throw and prove I knew one of their songs. Oh, okay. So what? I don't really listen to punk rock. Why not? I don't know. You should have. I had a punk rock phase, but I just feel like a lot of it sounds exactly the same. Yeah, I wouldn't, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> nothing like trap. You well, know, I, don't really, I don't really listen to trap. I know you don't. David does. Yeah, mm. I want that trap shit. Yeah, every what time I get in his truck, I'm like, this is the same artist you listen to every day. Young like, Dolph. R.I.P. R. R. Young Dolph. I know Young Dolph, yeah. Moneybag Yo. I like the Memphis guys. Oh. Yeah. Memphis is Go where he's from. He lives on the street, but he's no bum. Johnny Royale. Johnny. It's the Beastie Boys, Johnny Royale. Okay. All right. <laughs> I like Beastie Boys. but Of I course have... you do. Yeah. But I don't know all their songs by yeah, heart. Why not? Because like, I barely ever remember my own songs by heart. <laughs> so you're on the set with Method Man and Snoop Dogg. Yes, I was. And you didn't rap for them. I was a pussy. <laughs> you know, sometimes we all have to grow a little. You were pretty young then, though. Yeah, I was pretty young. It was intimidating to me, you know. And I also didn't want to get him uh, out, of, out of his headspace because when I actually got to meet him, it sounded like he was like trying to remember some lines or something like right. that. So I used some of the knowledge that you taught me and, you know, tried not to get them out of their headspace and, That's you cool. know, refer to them as their actor, the character name and not by their real name. Yeah. You know, so that kind of keeps them and he, you know, and I called him that I forget that it was like bullet tooth or some stupid shit like that. But like, <laughs> I called him, I called him by that and he like, you know, actually li like talked to me and, uh, you know, we got a picture. Erica took a horrible picture of us. And right. Was that <laughs> before Erica got a restraining order put on her? I don't know anything about that whoa, you, you whoa, told, you, well you weren't involved you just acted like you were the guy involved in it that wasn't me man you i swear just claiming the fifth right here I, all i'm saying I know anything about it is you brought it you brought it up uh, yeah and i did it up. i did no further research yeah and i didn't hear about it i wasn't involved i did not touch her in that way <laughs> damn yeah but she posts some crazy stuff on facebook i don't know i hope she's doing okay but Right. I don't talk to her anymore. She was kind of rude on one of my posts where I was shouting at all my homies, and she was right. just like, "So what?" I'm like, I like comment. She commented something rude and like flip it, and I was just like, "Maybe she was just doing the adolescent song." So what? We're not respected by our peers. So what? Maybe, maybe. So you were born in Ventura. Born in Ventura, and then when I was like two-ish, two maybe three, we moved up to Oregon for like five years. I didn't know that. Yeah, is that why you always had long hair? You got a hippie thing about you? No, I got. I started growing my hair out because my stepdad, when we moved back, my stepdad, uh, uh, he had long hair. Kind of just started doing it because of that. But thank uh, you, Scott. Thank you. <clears throat> so your stepdad, is that who you grew up with? Your stepdad? Yeah, my dad lives in Oregon still. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was your dad. So when I was sneaking no. around your house trying to get with your mom, that was your stepdad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was stoned. He probably wouldn't have noticed, but... He wasn't in the glam band. The no, my dad was. Yeah. No, no. And what was the name of that band? Psychotic Symphony. Psychotic Symphony. Yeah. And they had any hits? 
But top 40, top no, 100. I don't know if they ever charted at all. I, I know they toured and they did a bunch of shows and they did Gene Simmons' birthday party. I was going to say, did they ever open for Kiss? No, but they did his birthday. Which one? <laughs> no, I don't know what year. I, I was at his 45th birthday party. Well, then you would know because they dress up in crazy costumes and shit. That's something you would remember. Maybe the whole, not. The whole bit. I mean, they do kind of like a glam rock metal thing. Maybe to me, that's just Tuesday. Well, I mean, I know you like to go hang out at the drag clubs and shit, so. Why has it got to be a drag club? I can't. I just call it Because costumes. <laughs> when you're in China, they don't call it Chinese food. You just call it food. They actually do call it Chinese food. He like this Chinese food because there's real food over there if you need some. What? What? <laughs> 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 real food. Real food. You want some real food? You want some Chinese food is what they tell me when I'm over there. <laughs> You were over in China? No. <laughs> I, like to, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. There's no rhyme to my rhythm. So in China, they just call it food. So I've heard. Right. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm in a drag club, I just call it the club. Well, that's cool. You know. Hanging in a club, bottle full of bub. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what are your main musical influences? That's a two-part. Uh, uh, there's a two-part answer to that. There's the artists that I listened to growing up, and then the, they're the artists that uh, influenced me when I actually became an artist. So, like when I grew up, the artists that made me want to get into music were uh, like Necro, Ill Bill, Cage, Wu Tang Clan, uh, shit, Cannabis, K Reno, fuck bunch of boom bap shit and then as i actually became an artist i know neither of you knew any of those names of course i knew some of them <laughs> yeah i've heard i've heard a few of them oh okay you yeah. both were just like well you were talking <laughs> i i know a relationship is i jump in on everything you say and put you down i know but i'm trying to get let you talk a little bit so shut the fuck up <laughs> so as i actually became an artist like, the guy that I'm living with right now, I actually l learned about his music in high school. And I was like, his name's The Joker with two R's. And I said, yo, like, this guy does everything that I want to do with music. Because he does all of his own instrumentation. Well, for the most part, he has. If, he, if there's an instrument he can't play, he gets a session player in. He does all of his own videos, edits, raps, like, fucking insane, can sing, can... Uh, just do it all, you know what I mean? And I was like, this is what I want to do. And then eventually, I learned that he lived in Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills, yeah. And then we became friends, did some business shit together. I uh, paid him for a couple mentor sessions, and then we just kind of became homies. And now I uh, work for him full-time and live in a studio. I get paid to basically live in a studio. Damn. Yeah. And then my homie, Black Hesher, uh, he was another big inspiration for me. Uh, R.I.P. Black Hesher. Thank you. Right, Just for the camera. Yeah, I know. I thought you wanted to see my fucking hard-ass nips right now. Not anymore. <laughs> okay, well... Uh, After we broke up, I had no interest. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they were like diamonds. <laughs> well, I can cut diamonds with them for sure. But uh, R.I.P. Black Hesher, but he was a big inspiration for me. You know, he's like believed in my shit. Always, you know, pushed me to do a little bit more and more and more. And, uh, you know, my whole cult music family... We just had a show on Friday in San Diego, Heshfest 2022. We're trying to do a, uh, a show every year. We want to get it. We want it to get festival size, like 
eventually, but right now we're just starting, you know, venue size because everyone's got to start somewhere. So we're trying to do that every year. We just had Heshfest 2022. We did some songs. Shit was fun, but you know, all my all my cult music family group is all a big inspiration for me right now because they're all just just hustling, doing music, fucking doing dope shit. Doing dope shit. But when you were living in Ventura in your mother and stepfather's house, you put a little studio in there, right? I had a little studio, yes. I, yeah. That's actually how Black Hasher got his name. Well, that's a two-part fucking answer also. So that's what we're here for. So just start talking. I am talking. <laughs> But I'm just letting you know that there's going to be a long answer to oh, that okay. question. Because <laughs> we can put a heading over it if need be. Start yeah. of a two-part answer. Okay, so I used to call my studio uh, Hesh Studios because uh, back in the day when we were in high, me and my homies were in high school, we used to smoke a lot of weed and listen to like Black Sabbath records and like doom metal and fucking... My first concert ever. Yeah. And just, Black Sabbath, Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, that's dope. I wish I could see them, but you know... <clears throat> tickets now to see them are expensive as fuck usually but uh and i'm cheap as fuck usually so uh Word. yeah so we used to get stoned listen to like fucking a bunch of droney shit and then we'd be like dude that's so hash like, that's so fucking hash bro just like obnoxiously all the time like a fucking 16 year old kid would you ever see that movie hash yeah, you're in it. I know. Yeah, it's a dope movie. I like that movie. I do too. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Was... I thought it's some of his best work, and oh, nobody ever talks about it. He fantastic. was phenomenal in that. Oh, fantastic. I was not phenomenal in that, but I was all right. Well, you didn't have a big enough part. They should have given you some more screen time. They should have given me some Hesher shit to do. Yeah, they should have some Hesher <laughs> shit. So we used to just say, so Hesh all the time, and then we started rapping when I was like 17, 18 well, I started rapping when I was like 15, but we didn't start recording until I was like 17, 18. And then I got like my first microphone for my birthday or for Christmas or some shit. And then I, uh, we called it Hash Studios and we had a rap group called Conceptual Lyrics and we were complete and utter trash. Right. <laughs> and that was fun shit indeed. But yeah, Hash Studios, that's what it was called. And then uh, Van Bates, uh, Black Hesher, he came uh, from the East Coast, moved over to the West Coast because he's a... Because uh, you can't spell West without the yes. Yes, exactly. But uh, he was a Massachusetts, Boston, Brockton native. So he came out here, stayed with... Uh, just crashed at our crib for a few days. And he saw the Hesh Studios and he was just enamored with it. And... Uh, and and since then, he was uh, like, well, dude, we got to make a group called Black Hesher. And then I was going through some shit, so I couldn't do, I didn't do anything for it. But I had a line in the song that said, uh, I'm half of the band, but I did none of the work. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so that's, the Hesh Studio is right there. I feel like there was another, a little bit more that I was going to say, but no, I can't remember. We can come back to it. Yeah, whatever. I don't call it Hesh Studios anymore because now I have the Joker's Lair Studio to work at, which is my homie studio. So, right. Yeah. That's where you live. Yes. So you moved into a, you moved out of Ventura. Did you have a studio when you were living in yeah, the, uh, I had, the in-laws house? Uh, my ex, yes. Yeah, was, at the time it was the In Oxnard, yes, I had a little yeah. studio where we did that episode of Mail Day. Right. Yes, that was like Hesh Studios 3 or 4 or something like that. I'm from but, the city, it's all Ventura to me. Yeah, well, I mean, fuck, so, fuck Oxnard. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, they're going to hear me. <laughs> no, Oxnard's cool, there's just nothing to do there and everyone drives like shit. So... <laughs> I don't really fuck with Oxnard. It's got great Mexican food, though. Good music. You know, not not enough venues there. It's like... It's a damn shame. Yeah. 
there's not any good venues there. I mean, they're okay venues, but whatever. So what was the podcast we did? Mail Day. Mail Day. That's right. A review show, really, not really a podcast. We were reviewing items and movies. I was trying to expand it to films and other things because we didn't always have money to buy a bunch of alcohol. Because <laughs> we were mostly reviewing alcohol, me, well, yeah. me and Hans. And there was a reason for that. Because I drank too much alcohol. Just because you wanted a drink. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Um, the show was good, but I had to put that on pause because at the time when we were doing it, I wasn't working as much because... COVID, quarantine shit, mm -hmm. and then I started working more at the comic shop over there, Arsenal. Shout out to Arsenal. Arsenal. I was working for them at the warehouse, and it just kind of consumed too much time to do an episode every week and film and edit everything. Right. And I just couldn't get the hang of it. And then uh, I had this uh, feeling that I knew that I was going to be moving soon, and then several months later, we broke up, and right. I moved out to L.A. Well, dude, come on, man. I'm what? from L.A. Silmar. Whatever. Come on. Hey, <laughs> I could put LA on the address and shit will still show up. Yeah. So. Okay. It's in the county. Yeah. It's in the greater county of LA. I'm from Close Southern enough. Cal. Once you hit the 805, that's Northern California. Yeah, but you know what? Everywhere else in the world, they do not know the difference. So Between Silmar and LA. Universal Studios Hollywood is not in it's all, it's all. It's all the same to them. It's in the valley. It's all the same to so, everyone else in the world. So. Okay, Don't so question you, the so great he, native. Yeah. I know. Okay, I won't question the native. <laughs> it's I'm called Brian Lally, Hollywood native, man. What I, meant, I didn't no, represent you're right, my people? You're right. You're right. It's, you're it's, like, it's, it's Silmar, but... People uh, tell me I'm from L.A. I said, oh, whereabouts? Thousand Oaks. I'm like, come on, man. That's the 805. So, yeah, you know, look. Right. So, I want to talk more about your rapping and your style and... You put on shows that you produced, right? In Ventura, you did some yeah. traveling shows that you produced. So your dad obviously had that group. And was that an influence where you got the, yeah. the work ethic of... Because you were always trying no, to put shit on. No, because he wasn't doing music when I was... Uh, when I, after, I got, right. after I was born. Their band pretty much broke up right. by the time I was, you know... Well, I guess I don't have a functioning brain still. But by the time I was able to have any memories whatsoever... They weren't doing music anymore, so I never got the work ethic influence from him. My dad got me my first job because his best friend was their audio engineer uh, right. for live shows, uh, Ron Romano. Shout out to Ron. Shout out to Ron. I worked for him, and he got me jobs with like Lunars and SMI and other things like that, and I did installs for him. We did sound gigs, and he kind of trained me for my work ethic and for audio engineering and all that shit. So that's kind of where it happened because that was all around the same time that I actually started doing music. So it, it, it worked out that way. I really don't have very good work ethic when it comes to actually making music because it's hard for me to force it. I have to have the inspiration for it. Okay, so I understand that. And, you know, look, we have a lot of fun bagging on each other. Mm -hmm. But what I know of you and being your acting teacher for years and then listening to where I got a show in Ventura here, we got a show in Ventura here, because yeah. that shit ain't easy. So I know you're kind of saying, oh, I don't have a good work ethic about some things. Well, I understand, but you were putting shit on. You were, you well, were... I wasn't promoting them. I was, a lot of the promoters approached me for those shows. Right. Like, I only promoted a handful of shows. There was the Ada Live shows that we did. And then there was the GMO Ski Show that I promoted. And then there was, I think, one other event that we promoted. Other than that, it was like, yeah, people asked me to be on the show. And I said, 
Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, so I want to make sure that everything I say about you contradict. From well, I don't want the I crowd did. because when you say putting on the show, it sounds like I'm the one throwing the event. You just said you put on half a dozen of them. I didn't say half a dozen. You said a handful? Handful. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe five or less. I've heard. Five or less, okay. Yeah, so at, at, le at least three, but no more than five. Because the mafia is going to come down on you if we say six, because I said half a dozen. So. Well, I mean, I just don't want people to get the wrong impression that I did a shitload of them. Dude, you sound like you're winding down right now. <laughs> I know, I'm not winding down. Yeah, okay. I told you, but I'd have to pull words out of my brain. It's like I'm pulling words out of a hat. So right. just keeping up. So you got involved and there was a music scene in Ventura? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm trying to say it in a nice way because... Man, Brian, you know what I love doing? Yeah. I love tapping that subscribe button. Mmm. I love it too, son. And just like all your dates, I tap it last. But nothing's as good as tapping this button. You see Brian here? He's not always doing the best. Financially, mentally, physically, for sure. You want to help keep Brian off the streets of Hollywood? There's a way you can help. Join us on Patreon. You want to tell them what we got on there, buddy? Yes, we have the general admission, we have the backstage, and we have the VIP all-access pass. So please, join today. I'm due for a bath. In the arms of the I had a lot of bad blood with the music scene in Ventura. Okay, so that's a good place to go. So you have bad blood. You ended up moving to Silmar. And as soon as you guys got in there, I may be skipping a step, but as soon as you guys got in there, you took the two-bedroom apartment and made it a studio. Yes. I mean, that tripped me out. And I called you up and I said, does the landlord know about this? And you're he like, does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was thrilled. Really? Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, because his wife is a piano player. So like he was like super into it. Right. Yeah. Did she say, don't shoot me? That's an Elton John album. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Don't no. shoot me, I'm only a piano player. Oh, that's funny. And all the young people watching this are going to be like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you old fucking bastard. <laughs> no, they're cool with it. So where are we going with this? Because we're not we... skipping. I just, want, I just want to mention that. We're going back to the thing that I enjoyed about doing the podcast with you when I told you to watch American Hot Wax, yes. and you started telling me that you didn't think the story was strong, that it was more of a theme-driven, what did you say it was? Like, acting-driven. Like oh, that's for sure. Like, if I were to put, I'm going to reiterate myself, but putting the movie on, like, there was a lot of times where I didn't really know, like, what was going on. It was very, very loosely written, like, like historically speaking, I know that it was a bunch of historical events, but they were all kind of just like taped together with scotch sure. tape. No, I can understand that. It's funny because when people say to me, once upon a time in Hollywood, they're like, well, it didn't have a real story. It, well, that actually had a real story. Well, I mean, whatever these people, they're always younger people because I lived that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was very young, but I yeah. remember that era. So I think that's a perfect movie. Yeah. So I love 
the oldies, Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly yeah. just passed in that. The story of Carol King, um, Lorraine Newman yeah. played basically a Carol King type character. Mm-hmm. I loved the whole era, so I didn't see it as you saw it no. as someone coming just to watch a movie. So when you said that to me, I understood what you were saying, but that's when I realized that you wanted to be a filmmaker and, and you were interested in story and structure now. Yes. So, and then you had me watch that. Awful, that, awful film, the Velocipaster. The Velocipaster. It's not an awful film. If for some reason, if the people who what do you make... mean it's not an awful film? <laughs> it's a masterpiece. It's a great name. It is great title. They, they have it. They is a Velocipaster. <laughs> the pastor got bit in Velocipaster. Velocipaster got bit in Agora, but it was supposed to be China. And when he got angry. He was like the Hulk. He turned into a Velociraptor, but he was a Velocipaster. But the costume they used looked like Barney. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And they were fighting ninjas, and uh, we had some we had some Asian ninjas and some white dude ninjas. So See, the problem with American Hot Wax oh. is, and I, I actually thought about this more as time went on, is that the story isn't terrible. It's just that the style of filmmaking that they had at that time wasn't caught up to where it wanted to be. Right. Like if Quentin Tarantino filmed it, it would probably be able to stand. But that style of filmmaking was a lot of static camera move. Like it was hard to sit there and watch and be like, uh, it, need, it needed a little bit more. But the, the filmmaking style was definitely... Uh, they were too big for their britches, and what they wanted to do was ahead of their time, and they just didn't have the technology or the know-how to do it. Right. That's what I really think it was. But Tim McIntyre played Alan Freed was brilliant. Oh, well, the acting was great, but because yeah. acting has been good for, you know, a while by that point. Yeah. So it's no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know. no, I'm not arguing. I'm oh, not no, arguing. I'm not arguing. I, I see your point on it, and it's funny because I was so enamored with the style and Chuck Berry and Jerry mm-hmm. Lee Lewis and... You know, I was a kid and way before my time, but, you know, you grew up listening to oldies. Those were oldies. Yeah. They were on K-Earth 101. Oh, yeah. That's now has oldies from the From the 80s, 90s, 90s. yeah. <laughs> like, wow, but that was when the music was from the 50s. But so I was very interested in that and your, mm-hmm. your approach to that. And we made the web series yep. in acting class. Yes, we did. Act accordingly. Act accordingly. Mm-hmm. So, and you had me overacting. Yeah, I had everyone overacting. That was really fun to do. It's not with that. It's on issues, though. So I don't want people to be like, oh, this guy knows a lot about filmmaking, and then go and watch that and think that's what I know about filmmaking. (laughs) But the cameraman didn't show up. I was supposed to have two crew members that were supposed to come out, and they didn't. There were no show. Uh, You know, no diss in your son, but he also left me hanging there. He just ghosted me and never responded ever. And I had a whole 10 episodes written, and then I had to rewrite it and cut a bunch of it out to just have five episodes because I didn't have a crew anymore so I didn't have the extra help and Charles was on his phone half the time and you know people you know weren't showing up one day they'd be like oh I can't show up today or I can't I have to do this so I had to like do everything around and we only had two hours to film every day which I thought was enough time at the time but when it's only me doing lights right. sound everything right. then right. it wasn't ideal which I learned a lot I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned a lot. I learned that I would not do it again unless I for sure have a crew to help me sure. because... <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. What was the part where Kyle wore the mask and... Oh, that the- was Kramer McFetus Claw Enforcement. 
<laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's that about? Uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. His name is Kramer McFetus, and he's a, a, a claw enforcer. <laughs> yeah, he's a super cop with lobster claws. And based on a film project I did in high school, because I took filmmaking three years in high school, and uh, it was kind of just a continuation of something that I did there where the character dies, but he wakes up like 300 years later because Antonio feeds him an Arizona iced tea, which we called the Nutrients. So it's kind of an nice. old inside joke, and he had the nutrients, and he woke up and had lobster claws from it, and then was supposed to go on this whole journey, and he was supposed to play the villain, and I can tell the story now a little bit because it was never coming back, but there was supposed to be a whole twist where Antonio was the villain the whole right. time, and that you were actually the good guy, and then right. I go and kill you, and then the plot twist was that I killed the good guy who was trying to kill the bad guy, Right. and then Antonio was really villain in disguise and he tricks the claw enforced kramer mcfetus to kill the, the, the only savior of mankind but that was supposed what did, to happen. what did i do did i bail no you didn't oh. bail oh yeah i thought you were acting like i bailed i was like what the hell no there was too many schedule conflicts with work and everyone just couldn't commit you know just they kept trying to do some things and then you know joey and kyle couldn't do the same day or antonio couldn't do the same day or Tacos. Yeah, unless everyone's willing to starve a little bit and, you know, penny pinch to on that rent, you know what I mean? And just to be there then. Yeah. But not a lot of people want to live with that discomfort. Well, yeah, um, I've been doing it most of my life. So you know. I'm I do know. Preaching to the choir. I'm playing Santa Claus tonight for the second to last time. And <laughs> I the, thought uh, you are playing Santa Claus right now. <laughs> right now, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was interesting to me that you really wanted to be a filmmaker and you are pursuing it in a certain way. And now we're talking about making the uh, the horror film at the cabin? Yes. I want to keep that under wraps. I don't want to talk about that. But I will say that we are talking about making another film. And I do have people that will help me with camera stuff this time. And they're not going to bail. At least one of them probably won't. But right. I can't say for sure for the other one. But I'm hoping that he will not bail. Well, you know, it's really hard. And for people who are watching this and talking about filmmaking, it's really hard to get a crew that shows up all the time. The important thing is, as I always talked about in acting class, is you have to find like-minded people. You do have to find Because when you do, they'll show up. Well, that's why I actually started going to acting school in the first place. Not just because I wanted to learn how to act, but I wanted to meet actors who actually wanted to do shit. Right. And Because in Ventura, I call it the city where dreams go to die. <laughs> Nothing against Ventura, but if you're in Ventura your whole life, there's chances are you're not going to make it out of Ventura. You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you got to get out of Ventura to get out of Ventura. You have to make that move yourself. You're not going to get discovered in Ventura unless you're, like, one in a million, and there's not a... It's... Does that mean I don't want to look for actors for the acting class in Ventura? Is that what... <laughs> no, do it. Get them out of Ventura. Because there's, there's a lot of talent in Ventura. Well, but, I'm, te but... I'm going to be teaching here. Oh. <laughs> Did you get the oh. confidence in that? Oh. Did you get the confidence in no, that? No, it's okay. They need but they'll be halfway to, yeah. they'll be halfway they, they, to L.A. They'll be very close Vin to Silmar. Ventura needs someone like you that will push people out of Ventura. And I keep telling people this. It's like, if you really want to do something that's like dope, get the fuck out of Ventura. Right. You know, well, that's what you said to me when you had to get out. You said you had to get out. I had to get out of Ventura. Yeah. It was depressing. It's quiet. Everything's closed after 10 o'clock except for downtown. And right. it's like, so it's either go and drink or go and lay in your bed and fucking hate life a little bit it's a beautiful place but it's really meant it's is it really the roofies capital of the 805 yeah it's because of me but i mean 
<laughs> I don't. I don't even take people home. I just pop roofies and drinks just for fun and then dip. <laughs> I've ever. I don't even know if the roofies. I just get a big bag of random pills and, and just you pop, put a pop, GoPro pop, in everybody's car and just yeah. I just want. I just want everyone to have a good time. Yeah. That's all. There's no opportunities in Ventura. You go there to retire. You go there to ha- raise a family, and it's a good place to raise kids. It's a great place to retire. Right. But there's no opportunity for film and stuff like that. If you really want to do that, you got to go to L.A. anyway. You right. know what I mean? you got to go to Hollywood anyway. Right. you got to get out of there. And the, ven- the venues there aren't even that good. Like, the Majestic Theater is the only decent venue in Ventura County. All of them are kind of like shitty little dive bars and, like, whatever places that, right. you know, that are going to try to charge you. There's this one venue there. I'm not going to name it because fuck them. But uh, they tried to charge me. I tried to promote a show there not that long ago before I moved. And they wanted to charge me $1,200. I was like, first of all, your capacity is 150 people. You want to charge me $1,200. Plus, you want to charge me for the sound guy. And then you want to take a cut of the door? Like, no, 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 no. What, I have to charge 50 bucks a head to make my money back? Plus, plus it's two grand for the headliner? Like, no. No, fuck that. I'm not going to make my money back. Right. It's not economical whatsoever. Right. And this is what I'm saying about Ventura. Is it, it doesn't make any sense to try to do anything professional there because it's all who you know there. If you don't know the people and they don't want to give you a good deal, then then it's, there's, there's no fuck up point. There's more people are willing to, willing to risk it, I think, in L.A., a lot of people come out here to just risk it for everything. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And um. Yeah, I do. And I think that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Especially in this business, is you got to risk it for everything. You know what I mean? If you got to end up sleeping in your car just until you, until you can get to that spot to to uh, have a roof over your head or something like that, fucking do it. Do it. Get the fuck out of Ventura. So I tell people. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, out of Ventura. I agree. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what my dad told me about Daytona Beach. Same yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's true. You got to do. It. You got to go somewhere. You know what I mean? And. I would recommend, you know, New York, but New York's too cold during the winter to sleep in your car. Yeah. So LA is the perfect place if you have to be homeless, you know what I mean? Like to follow your dreams. Not that I'm homeless, but I'm not a homeowner either. I just happen to have a great situation, which is, you know, it's a fucking blessing for me. But Right. But you know what I say? Hmm. You worked for this situation. Oh, fuck yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. You didn't end I dealt up... with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. 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 You didn't end up there because you're a lop. No. No, I, a lot of it's, you know, loyalty, hard work, you know, the ethic, it goes back to the ethic, like you said, but, you know, I just try not to play myself up too, too much, but now you got me kind of going, you know, now you kind of randy right now for myself. <laughs> randy. Well, and that'll help tonight when you're alone, oh. getting yourself to sleep. Yeah. Now, are you still going by Halfwit? No. Oh, what are you going by? Zach Meister. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, not Zach Meister? Zach Meester. <laughs> Someone's going to call me that. I know that for sure. But not as a Zach Meister. It was just made more sense uh, just to rebrand uh, just my, my actual name. I still want to own the Zach Meister name for like a skating clothing company. Mm-hmm. Or not the halfwit name, I mean, because it's yeah. like great skatewear. You know right. what I mean? And I thought even about once I get to a point, I would like to have uh, the halfwit clothing brand. And then I want to donate half the money to like inner city schools and shit like that. All right. Yeah. Which city? I don't know. Whichever city I'm closest to at the time that I think needs it. I don't know. You know? Well, that's good. So you're going by Zach Meister. Yeah, just my name. I, I called you Zach Meister for seven years, yeah. so I got to get off that. And I go. thought I thought it was Meister. I thought you were just fucking with and me. And I know that's what he said. I said, your name's Meister? And he goes, yeah. And I said, I always called you Meister. He said, I thought you were just fucking with yeah. me. I could get, just let it ride. That's but awesome. I, uh, mm-hmm. 
Okay, so now you're putting together new music. How many releases do you think you've had as half wit? How many how many drops? I don't know, albums, singles. I call, you... I call them mixtapes now just because okay. I, I bought the beats at the time. But now, after a certain amount of time, I, I realized that a couple of the beats that he sold me, he didn't actually own. Oh. And, you know, this do, is do, another do, reason do, why do, I do, say do, don't do. fuck with people in Ventura County because people are just, I mean, you're, you'll find that everywhere, but like. Did he sell you one that went, doom, 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 do, 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 No, no, no. It was someone, it was someone else's beat, but so now I put everything out uh, under Halfwit just as like mixtape shit. Right. But as Halfwit, I did 60 solo songs and I, uh, with my old group, another, another maybe. 30, 40 songs, so probably a good 100 songs out there just as half-wit. Right. My quality has improved a lot right. since then because a lot of that stuff came out between 2012 and 2015. Okay. Yeah. So when I heard you and I thought this was the only way, maybe it was at the time, you're doing like that speed rap? I do some speed rap, chopper shit, but I'm not that fast. I'm not like Tech 9 or anything like that. Busta Rhymes spit, or Twista. Spit a little Eminem. for us. Spit a little? <laughs> <laughs> I was like spitting on the mic. Get it? Yeah, I saw that, Zach. <laughs> Meester. You have to give him a beat. No, I could do it. Okay, look. I was never born to be some special. Too much of a chore to be differential. Rather be bored than to be under pressure. Couldn't go to work. I'm not even essential. What does that word even mean anyway? It could be a struggle to think of my brain. Aneurysm bubbles up, breaching my vein. Oh, losing my head like I'm Ichabod Crane. Hey. I just did that song for the show the other day, so it was right. already fresh. In I my think mind. I heard that somewhere. I mean, I, I think I, I, I heard it online. Yeah, that's the pig bimping. I did that music video. Yeah. yeah. So, that's so dope. that's what I. Thank so, you. was that your style for? Yeah, it was good. It was good. And this is. What I mean, I, this is what I remember him at when I first started hearing him. I was like, oh, and that's not thought you were going to spit for uh, Method Man and. Uh, I should have. You've been watching Brian Lally, Hollywood native. Now I want to talk to you about something I'm really passionate about, and that's teaching acting. So I co-founded Lola's Acting School with my son, Kyle Lally, Lally or Lally Acting School. I've been acting for uh, a long time now, of 100 plus credits on IMDb, hundreds of plays I've been involved with over the years, and I just want to share that experience with you. What we do differently here at Lola's is we give you practical advice that you can use on a movie set, on a play, an audition, anywhere. We give you the foundation to build yourself as a great actor. If you come to us, you don't know anything. We can teach you everything you need to know to be comfortable on a, on a set and to excel. Don't just listen to me. Look at what our students are doing. Daryl Wesley, who is writing on two hit shows, The Game and The Upshaws, and Ben Barrett, who is a series regular on The Politician, Megan Davis who is uh, playing Amber Heard in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard story. Come check us out. We're at the Historic Arc Theater in the NoHo Arts District. You ever want to try plant-based eating? I have. What, you're a little confused, overwhelmed, you don't know how to get started? Definitely. Well, there's a simple answer to that. Go to Debbie Chu's Chew on Vegan YouTube channel. Debbie Chu is a plant-based RN. I've known Debbie for over 38 years, and she's very good at what she does. You go to the channel, and there's 300, over 300, recipes. They're simple, easy to make, and they're delicious. If you want to try it, you just might get healthy. Give it a shot. Chew on vegan. I should have. I was freestyling a lot at that at that area, and all those, uh, you know, the local kids that lived there that were on the film shoot were all like, wow, dude, you look a fucking dope rapper. <laughs> so cool. And I was like, yeah, fucking am. I was like, come on. 
<laughs> but uh, no, I, I I do some of that fast stuff. I uh, I don't do as much fast stuff as I do more like I don't know, like fuck, like what 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 are some other things I got? Like, cause I got my group comfortably scum, and most of that's not uh not very fast. Right. Yeah, that's my homies, fucking Diastro and Ill Temper, and me. We got that group. We got we have a mixtape out. We put out last year, and we got another one coming. Yeah. And who owns the right to this? What do you do with the publishing? I mean, it's... For comfortably scum. Yeah. Well, for mixtape shit, we just put it out online. You know right. what I mean? Just I just put it out for free on my my website. Right. You know, like there were some issues with beats that we couldn't get the rights to, and we someone gave us beats, and we didn't know that some of those beats they didn't make them. Right. So we had to put it out as a mixtape. Uh, <clears throat> but we got Black Hesher. Our next one, most of this production is by him. Uh, he gave us a bunch of beats before he passed uh, just to use for whatever. And we're just like, yeah, let's make uh, an, our next Comfortably Scum album. Because he's the one that kind of brought us all together. Except I, I knew Ill Temper for like 10 years. But like, he's a he's a Philly boy. Uh, Ill Temper introduced me to Van. Van introduced me to Diastro. So the next one's all Black Hesher beats, basically. And uh, we have just like the full rights to them. And it's been a year since he passed. Yeah. That which is the recent, day after right? my the day after my birthday last year. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. With these different like groups that you're in, or say mm-hmm. going into your rebranding towards Zach Meister, are you putting on a persona within Zach Meister or within the groups? Within the group, like, is it a different? Or are you still just me. you? Yeah. Well, or I mean, you yeah, and kinda... com- comfortably scum at Zach Meister, and then so cult music is kind of like the bigger branch of the group, and then. Ill Temper, Diastro, and me are in cult music, and we decided let's make our own little like trio group because we all have like a real similar, just like sick style. Just you know, a lot, a lot of shock rap type stuff. And mm-hmm. just so you're gross. not blatantly like wearing different. No, like, I used to do like, that when I fir- I used to do that when I first started as Halfway. I used to wear like a luchador mask and just I tried to just dress as weird as possible so that people like I wanted to stand out amongst the crowd. Mm-hmm. But then I realized like. My lyrics, my voice, my vocal style, uh, the way I rap over certain types of beats stands out enough anyway that I, I don't need any of that. Yeah. Also, one time, Josetti was like, why do you wear a mask? You're not that ugly. And I was like, I don't wear a mask because I think I'm ugly, goddammit. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, got a, I got a buddy of mine that he's a rapper and he's mm-hmm. worn a mask and he's like trying to get to that point of like i'm like bro you just gotta jump and take the mask off and just yeah i mean it's the icp yeah i got a little influence from that too but i don't like talking about that Um, oh shit no they're they're cool it's just Disney on the insane no i just got a lot of homies that uh that the jugglers don't like for some reason you know like joker has some beef with some people and then okay gmo ski Dis ICP and Gmoski's the homie, so I got I got a ride for my peoples. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did the Joker start popping like in 2000? Did he have a line that was like, "My name is Joker, habitual smoker," or am I thinking of another Joker? Might have been a different one. He he's a Joker with two R's. He got he really started popping when he dissed Hobson, because he started popping when he dissed Hobson, dissed Tech Nine, Sidekick, uh, Permanent Enemy, uh, Maestro. Yeah, I got you. I gotta check him out. Yeah, he's crazy dope. Um, but yeah, I remember there was a Joker back in like 2010 or 2012. There's a lot of Jokers. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Jokers. There's, there was a lot of Half Witch too. But you know how many Zach Meisters there are? Six. 
No. Oh, my God. I hope <laughs> not. There's all, at least a, <laughs> I'm the only Zach Meister that's rapping. So I can't find another one on Spotify or iTunes Music or anything like that. Then so. you got it all. I got it all. When I started going for Brian Lally shit, man, there was a guy up in uh, Seattle, mm-hmm. and he was a musician, and he was on it. BrianLally.com, BrianLally at Gmail, BrianLally. Hollywood IG. native. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in Seattle was Brian Lally, Hollywood native. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. This fuck. <laughs> Just buying all your domains. Yeah, yeah, Brian went and killed him. <laughs> You're wearing his skin right now. So you said you fell behind on your music. I did. Right, so you're trying to catch up with the uh, music. That's the only way you... Only I, felt, way. I started falling behind in 2016. Damn. Well, I hit... Because um, I did a lot of that half-wit shit in between 2012 and 2016. Then 2016, right. uh, I got HIV. Oh. Yeah. Fucking too many hookers. Well... And strippers. I yeah. thought the the line was you couldn't fuck too many hookers. I didn't stop. Okay. It didn't keep me from doing it, but I did that. But it was a it was a mental hurdle to go through. You know. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't easy, but and uh, a, it might be a physical hurdle too. So there was that, and then there was also the point where I, I was hitting this wall with my music, where I was like, "Look, like I know I could be better than this. I know I am better than this. I need, but I was like, I need the right." inspiration or the right know-how i needed to do like a mentor like i needed like you for acting basically and that's how me and the joker got linked up because then 2017 like very end of 2016 very beginning of 2017 i realized like oh dude he lives like 40 minutes from me i was like i'll just throw him some cash have him come by have him listen to my music and then tell me what i'm doing wrong and what i can do to improve and that's where our our, uh, our relationship built from there right yeah is well, he back your filmmaking or a little bit. I mean, he liked to act accordingly, but he's a busy guy. He doesn't get to watch every every little bit of and listen to every little bit of thing that I do. You know right. what I mean? No, I'm just asking. Yeah, but uh, it's a podcast. I'm just asking questions. I know you are. I'm just telling you the answers. But uh, yes, he does. He's gonna help me with filming my music videos for this album that I'm working on. Uh, he's gonna help me with uh, uh, the mixing, mastering, recording, and everything like that. So he's he's got my back on that shit. And then uh, I haven't talked to him about it yet, but I do want to have him help film the short film that we're planning on doing. Okay. But you know, yeah. Well, I don't want. I just don't want to give too many details about it. I got a project right here that I'm working on that I've been working on for three years. Yeah, you so, tell me about that. The one where you look like Jesus or something like that. Look like Jesus. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Caveman man. Cowboy. Yeah, the caveman vol- man. Velocipaster. Yeah, the velocipaster Cave- too. Yeah, yeah. Ca- caveman man is what it's called. <laughs> I want you to do the theme yeah. song for it. You- caveman man. Caveman man. You told me about it at uh, the diner though. I know what you're talking okay. about. Yeah, you All show right. me some of the pictures. You got to cast me in that, bro. Um, yeah, I can't cast you in it. It's for good actors. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see how it is. I'll remember yeah, I that. just told you how it is. I know. I know. So you're going to be just working on your music now, or? Well, I gotta write the script for that short film. Right. I gotta catch up on a lot of collabs. We're doing the other Comfortably Scum album. We're doing a cult music group album, and then I got my solo record, which is kind of like the main priority. But right. I got all that shit going on. Um, so, I'm interested in where you're going to go as a filmmaker because, from where you started to where you are now, I think you've made great leaps. Thank you. Even though you say you know act accordingly is what it is, I think your vision is pretty high. Thank so. You. When are you going to follow that? When are you going to pursue that? With the short film is yeah, the, is the beginning the of it. Oh, so yeah. that's the next. That's the next, next thing. thing. Yeah. How does your music influence your writing for films? It doesn't. 
at all. I thought I was going somewhere with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't use them. I don't think... Okay, so there's the rapper me and then there's the filmmaker me. And right. I do not think rap music for most films is good scoring. No, but I don't think scoring. I mean, if you're coming up with a rap, if you're coming up with a collab with people... Like a mood? Yeah, a, a mood and a story. Oh, yeah. You can come up with a, with a story, <clears throat> greatest storytellers... Oh, for know, like music videos, you like mean? Slick like... Rick was a, a great storyteller. I mean, yeah. you know... It's because my music is dirty and gross and you know not pc and i don't want to say i don't take the music seriously but i take filmmaking a lot more seriously okay all right yeah i just didn't know if it one followed the other you know no ice cube is a storyteller yeah no ice cube's great but um i'm not ice cube i'm zach meister i got i got my own uh, method to my madness no but they don't bleed over too much okay yeah they don't bleed over too much all right yeah and how does your filmmaking influence your rap? <laughs> well, that actually helps me learn music video ideas. Right. Yeah. That. Yeah. I, I, I could tell a story in a music video and shit like that, but uh, I guess when I think of filmmaking, I think of the actual, like a like a movie. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't think about my music when I do that. Right. Yeah. People watching this now are like. You lost the connection, man. Quit asking him that question. <laughs> it ain't coming together. No, whatever your dream was. No, it make it. No, I, 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 I get. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It's just um, I don't know. I kind of uh, compartmentalize a lot of shit in my brain. Right. And uh, those two things don't have a lot of crossover, other than music video stuff. That's the only crossover that they really have is because I got to use my filmmaking knowledge to make music video. But the way I write lyrics is a little different than the way that I would write a script. My lyrics is a little more like just me being as ridiculous and out of pocket as possible, like on purpose, because I think it's funny or I think it's gross or I think it's like, oh, that shit's hard as fuck. You know, when I'm trying to write dialogue, I let like my left brain and my right brain like talk it out and I, I try to envision what actual dialogue would sound like in real life by like it sounds insane, but having conversations with myself basically. Yeah. And then uh letting there be a lot of conflict between the two voices. Because there's a, a scene needs to be driven by some kind of conflict, usually. Sure. Yeah. Otherwise there's nothing stagnant. I can't let it get stagnant, so mm-hmm. you know. There's always conflict. Every Always conflict. Every scene. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. So, you going to lay down a little something? A little something? <laughs> Just gag um, on the mic. Yeah. Get a, uh, that was creative. Yeah. A little acapella thing? I'm no, I'm no rapper here, but you gonna uh, are you going to lay down something after me? Am I? No, I'm not going to. No? I've embarrassed myself before. <laughs> I can quote the Beastie Boys, but I, I have none of my... Alright, I'll try to I ain't trying to quote the beastie boys. I'm just playing with beastie toys with all these yeasty boys getting smelly. What you saying? I'm all up in her belly. I'm about to eat this peanut butter and jelly because I need a snack. Call me Monsters Inc. with no celly. I'm in a pink in the cellar. Heller. Peace, Denise. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about my podcast already? No, go ahead. So 
Mail Day spawned my podcast right. because I had to move, and then Hans and me were having scheduling conflicts, which are a lot of issues. Hans is also a dope rapper. Shout out to Hans. Uh, we were doing the the show, and then I was like, and I kept thinking to myself, I was like, man, like, it'd just be so much easier if I just had my own show, like, not dissing him because I love doing the show with him, but it was just like I could do it on my own time, and then I could just get whoever in as a guest on on my show whenever I want, and not. Because he came up with the mail day uh, name and theme because he was doing a mail day thing on Instagram before I started doing it. I just kind of started, I just kind of stole it from him for a second. Not saying, I didn't really steal it from him, but uh, I started doing a review thing and then he told me he was doing a review thing. And I was like, oh, well, let's just combine our shit and just call it by your, your show's name. Right. Yeah, because I didn't really want to think of a name at the time. But then I was like, well, you know what? I'm moving and all this other shit. So Meister Menagerie is what I came up with. And I got the logo, the music for it, and it's out now. Got three episodes out. Get a different guest every episode and talk, just ran, ramble about shit, whatever is topical or whatever I think is funny, movies, music. I want to do this with all the different cameras, but I don't have six cameras available. I just got my one film camera, so. That's kind of nice. Well, I know. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. Well, if you want, if you got, if you don't got any more questions for me, I could, I could talk forever. I oh, said he wanted me to rap. I thought I was oh. going to wrap it up. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's making fun of me. Hey, Misty, the bus. Can't go there. <laughs> Coffee gives me a headache. <laughs> One lump or two. Uh, <laughs> Three or four. <laughs> now you gotta go wham, 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 wham. Yeah. Well. Three or four. Wham, 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 wham. Ooh, coffee gives me a headache. So, uh, where can people find you on social? Oh, uh, well, I mean, I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, I don't really use the Facebook page because it's. I feel like they're so antiquated now. I put the Meister Menagerie on Spotify. Everything else, I mean, I'm on YouTube, but I'm trying to drive people to ZachMeister.com. That's Z-A-K-M-E-I-S-T-E-R.com. Because uh, I want people to download shit from there. My philosophy is Spotify doesn't pay enough for music. And iTunes takes a chunk. I'd rather people buy my music, my merch directly from me so that I could just I'd rather sell, okay, <clears throat> I did the numbers. You have to get like 300,000 uh, Spotify spins a month to make minimum wage. And to get about 100 bucks, you have to get like 3,000 views. I'd rather just sell 10 records and keep all the profit. Yeah. <laughs> That's my philosophy. So if you want my shit, go to my website. You know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's play that shit. Mm. Um, yeah. We're here to promote you and Spotify. Spotify's cool. All I right. still I don't want them to pull your episode because I'm dissing them. <laughs> Let's chill then. I'm chilling. The next episode. Oh yeah. Oh. All right. I guess uh we're gonna wrap it up. Okay. David Nelson, D Nelly. 
Cool. What's your yeah. uh, must act? Go ahead. Uh, must act or David Nelson TV. And Meryl? Eh, we'll leave Meryl out of this. <laughs> At janitor. Yeah, what about the janitorials, man? Yeah, it's coming. Coming soon. It's going to be... Uh, it's gonna be pretty funny. It's so, uh, this man going wild. Got him with his shirt off a lot. So <laughs> oh, nice. Look forward to that. <laughs> Ain't nobody want to see that. We're gonna pixelate that. Okay. We're gonna pixelate. They have to pixelate a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, thank you, brother. It was great. Yeah, thank you, guys. Zach Meester. Thanks for coming out, man. Of course. We love anytime. your passion. We're gonna keep you available for the next episode. So your next drop, our uh, film in the desert. Wink, wink. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Awesome. See cool. you, man. Thanks. Yep. Thank Later. you.